Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. I want to talk to you today about dreams that shape our world. My text today is taken from out of Genesis chapter 42, verse 6 to 9. Again, that's Genesis 42, 6 to 9. We want you to take out your notepads and your pens and really take copious notes because I believe that this is going to be life-changing. A lot of people live their lives from event to event, not understanding that they are not only observers, but they're also participatory. What if you could take your life from off out of neutral and shift it in gear just through dreaming? And we're not just talking about the dreams that you have at night, but taking your daydreams as seriously as you would take your night dreams. We want to go to the scriptures and begin to really excavate this as we talk about Life Mastery series. Genesis 42, 6 to 9. The Bible said, and Joseph was the governor over the land, and he was that sold all the people of the land. And um, it's in, important to understand that Joseph had to start somewhere. He didn't just start as a governor. And a lot of times when we look at television, we look at individuals that we admire, when we read about them in books and magazines, when we see the great things that people have accomplished in docu-series or even in magazines, we stand back and we admire them, but we what we don't see is what it took to get them there. And so the Bible says, continuing on in verse 6, And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. 
And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan, to buy food. And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew not him. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he had dreamed of them, and said unto them, Ye are spies to see the nakedness of the land you are come. Let's go back to that last uh, phrase in chapter no verse number nine. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them. So that means that there was a, a time when he was living the life of his dream. And in, on a conscious level, he um, had not even recalled the fact that God had downloaded a picture, an image of what he, his life would look like at a certain moment in time. And so that's the first thing you understand about dreams. Dreams are like pictures. They're images that God captures in a moment, a second, or even a few weeks of your life, or even longer. It could be a season or a couple of years, but it's captured in a image that is um, a frame of your life that is frozen. And so I want to float that as balloon. I'll come back and I'll talk about dreams and what dreams are really like. Isaiah 52 verse 9 says, Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. And so God is simply saying that the things that he anticipates or wants to come to pass in your life He's going to have a vehicle, a mean, a methodology by which he's going to reveal these things to you. And that's what a dream is about. It's, it, it's just coming attractions. Or I love movies, but what I love about the movies is not so much just the movie, it's the coming attractions. It's, it's something that tantalizes my um, imagination so that I can plan for that period of time when that movie is going to be in the movie theaters. And there's a lot of movies that I love. I love the James Bond series. Um, I love uh, a lot of the uh, Marvel comedy series. There's a lot that I love that I'm connected to. And the first thing that I want to do, I want to make sure that I schedule a time in the near future and arrange my schedule so that I'm at the right place at the right time and I'm not missing the debut of these movies. How many occasions have you missed a divine assignment or divine um, uh, meeting or a divine encounter because you were unaware that you should have showed up? And in this season, it's going to be vitally important that you pay attention to what God is speaking to you. And he's going to speak to you on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. And for those of us that are tuned prophetically through prayer and just through spiritual discipline, we are attuned to the voice of God and how God speaks to us. It's easier for God to speak to us in a second-by-second, moment-by-moment um, uh, kind of relationship relationship. And for many of us uh, that uh, have that kind of spiritual acuity where we're able to hear and see um, and, and not being pulled away by distraction, 
we are able to have these uh, uh, moments in, in, in our lives and they can, uh, can happen hourly, moment by moment, however God speaks to us. We have these moments where we have these downloads that God gives us. And remember when you think, you think in images and pictures. You don't think in words. So how many of us have been um, distracted uh, by people and things and social media from a conversation that God wants to have with you about your future. And I have moments, moment by moment conversations every single day where God speaks to me and gives me direction. I want you to do this and call this person. And sometimes it comes um, where I am in a split second, I call it a split second trance, but it's not, it's daydreaming where I have these daydreams. And um, I, I know that it's the voice of God because I've proven it over and over. I know it's God speaking to me because my spirit has been trained to know what is God and what is coming from a different source, whether it's from man or some malevolent, malevolent spiritual force. But those of, of, of us that uh, are attuned and have our spirits that's, that's disciplined, it's easy for God to speak to us during the day. And then sometimes there are complex problems and where day to day you're involved in your activities and you're discharging your responsibility, whether it's work responsibilities or whether it is domestic responsibilities, relational responsibilities, whatever those responsibilities are that keep you fully engaged in, in, a, in a flow where you are uh, completing or fulfilling an assignment, then usually God will also speak to you at night in a dream. And so God says, I'm going to tell you about these new things that are about to happen. You don't have to live in the dark. You, you can live attuned to what God is speaking. And when God speaks, he speaks in time frames. When I hear God, I hear in time frames and it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a, a lot of me saying no to the wrong things and people in order for me to say yes to God. And I want you to begin to pray and ask God to speak to you in time frames and ask God to remove the distractors and the distractions. And many of us have many different distractions in our way where we're missing conversations. Remember when you converse, you speak in words, but you understand in images, you understand in, in, in pictures. You don't think in pictures. And so when God said, I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of good, not of evil to bring you to the um, expected end, he's going to communicate that in images. And it's going to be like watching a movie that is connected, but they're only pictures, images that are like snapshots that are taken um, on, um, of specific time frames and they could be a moment in time that you are looking at and God takes those pictures of some event in the future and he downloads it into your spirit. Now when he downloads it, it could show up as a prophetic prompting. It could show up as a part of your imagination and those of us that live in the realm of faith, we live in an alternative reality and this is what they said about Stephen Jobs. Stephen Jobs, the quintessential um, 
um, Imagineer and the quintessential innovator, probably the best innovator or the most profound and the most famous innovator within his, within his generation and within my generation, um, they talked about him living in an alternative reality where he was able to challenge individuals that had PhD and master's degree and they were disciplined in areas that he had never ventured in, never sat in a classroom, but he was able to direct them. And when they said it was impossible, he said it is possible. And there were so many people that could not work with him because of they were emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually very feeble. But when you, when you live in an alternative reality and that alternative reality, we call it faith. Faith is not something that you merely hope for. Faith is you knowing that it can be. Hope is like you uh, waiting for uh, your paycheck to come in the mail at the end of the week before you do anything towards realizing your goal. But faith starts acting way before the money shows up. And that's a difference. A person that lives in the realm of faith acts as if it has already happened. They believe at a different kind of level that the average person <coughs> does not believe. And your beliefs and convictions are a motivator. So when we talk about dreaming, we're talking about a spiritual force that motivates you, that gives rise. It's a catalyst that gives rise to you realizing a goal, a dream, or an aspiration, something that is new. And when we talk about innovation, this is a decade of innovation. And those of you that have the opportunity to hear this message, it is imperative that you begin to pray for the new. And new means new. Isaiah 43, 19 and 20 says, behold, I will do a new thing. The word will simply means if you get in God's way, he'll run you over, but it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass whether you have the money or not, whether you have the education or not, it's going to come to pass. And those of you that have been dreaming, I don't care what age you are. You know, when we look at Abraham's life, when we look at his wife's life, when we look at the possibilities of, of, of Sarah even becoming pregnant. It was so minuscule. Her plumbing didn't work. Her husband's plumbing didn't work. But they had a word from God. And remember, words are, are images. They're thoughts clothed in a language. So when you get a thought, you can also get an image. What have you been thinking about your life and the potentiality? Now, let me take it one step further. What have you been thinking about about creating and doing and writing, not only for you, but for your family and for your children. What have you been thinking about? And I want you to begin to take your thoughts seriously, especially if there are thoughts that you are not qualified to do, you don't have the money to do, that's when you know that God is in it. Because at the end of the day, God wants to get the glory. God wants you to be able to say like Joseph, you know, someone mentioned 
it for bad, but God meant it for good. You want to have a testimony that Jesus was able to say, with man, things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And that's what a dream does. A dream introduces possibilities and potentialities to your now. A dream. The Bible said, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall, there goes that word again, spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. And I tell you, dreams take you into the wilderness. And why wilderness? Wilderness is a blank canvas. I don't want you to think of a wilderness just simply as a place where things don't observe law. It's a place where things grow wild without the interference of a man. And when God gives you a dream and you connect by faith to that dream, there is nothing that a man can do to interfere with it coming to pass. Even if people don't support you. And this is the most important thing that I can say, because a lot of us are waiting for someone to uh, affirm our dream and someone to support a dream. If your family does not support your dream, listen to me carefully. If your friends don't support your dream, if your colleagues don't support your dream, if your contemporaries don't support your dream, if your country, if your government, if your staff don't support your dream, do not give up on your dream. God has a way of finding people that will support your dream. I call these individuals, uh, individuals that are assigned as, as dream enhancers. These are people that God will give the passion to bring your dream to pass. And it's very important to understand that if you do have a dream, you cannot bring that dream to pass by yourself. And those of you that are listening, you've got to understand that you've got to learn how to manage your social capital. Your social capital is going to be just as important as your financial capital. You cannot treat people though any way that you want. You've got to be able to honor people, honor the greatness in people. You have greatness in you, but so does everybody around you. You have a dream and so does everybody around you. And in this season, I am decreeing and declaring that God is going to bring into your sphere of influence and into your peripheral view dream helpers. I decree it and I declare it. Whatever your dream is, I decree that those dream helpers are coming from the north, the south, the east, and west. When you have a dream, it's not, uh, not going to help you if you just talk about it. Because if you talk about the dream, you've got to just change the elements of the dream into prayer points. And once you turn the elements of your dream into a prayer point, then the dream goes into your future. You are decreeing and declaring and it causes time, the womb of time to begin to contract. And the womb of time always brings to us uh, uh, experiences or relationships or network or finance 
answers that have been prepared for you before the foundation of the world. It reminds me of the, 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 the three wise men that were traveling to Jesus and there was a star that had been prepared thousands of years before they needed it but once they began to act on a prophetic prompting that God had placed in their spirit then they began to observe the star that, that the light from the star that had long since burned out but it takes light years for that star the light of the star to hit the earth and I am telling you that in this decade I am sensing it by way of the spirit that your dream helpers are just one act of obedience or even one act of faith away from manifesting and you've got to begin to understand that when God said behold I'm going to do a new thing it means that you don't need a resume because new means that there is no reference point and this is why I wrote my book goodbye yesterday that when a new season is here you should expect a new strategy a strategy is attached to a vision and in, in hello tomorrow we talk to you about visions goodbye yesterday we talked to talk about transitions and what that feels like and what that looks like and how to move in new realms of faith so that you have, are given in that particular book 12 uh, defying laws or laws of faith that will help you to defy all odds and you've got to understand that strategy is attached to vision and the vision is attached to a dream. So this is how this all plays out. If you don't have a dream, ladies and gentlemen, then your vision is you that that that, that is just uh, a writing and going through the motions, but it's not attached to anything. It's not attached to God's original plan and purpose. So listen to me carefully. Everything in this that this dispensation every experience that you are about to have with God whether it is in your private wor worship or your corporate worship it's about leaning into your future and a dream will help you to lean into your future it gives you hope something to hope for and hope has to do with expectations now if you were expecting a paycheck at the end of the week it, it, it gives you a different level of hope uh, than if you don't expect something at the end of the week. And what a dream is, it turns on. It is a catalyst that turns on your faith, but it also ignites your hope. I decree your days of living hopeless is over. You will not be financially hopeless. You will not be spiritually hopeless. You will not be professionally hopeless. I decree and declare you are going to dream again and God is going to use this dream as a catalyst to turn on your faith and is going to use it as a key that ignites or a fire that ignites the or a, a spark that ignites the flame of fire in your path.
passion and in your hope. I decree right now that the spirit of hopelessness and helplessness is being lifted from off of you right now. And every individual that has been called, hallelujah, to support you in this season, they are going to manifest. And I want you to practice writing your vision. And I'm decreeing right now, you are going to get your ability to see again. And when you begin to see, you're going to see from God's perspective. You are not going to reduce what God has called you to. Hallelujah. Based on your pocketbook, based on the lack of support, you are not even going to talk about that. Remember when you lean into your future and when God said, I'm going to do a new thing, he is simply meaning your resume is not needed. One of the things I love about time is this, that you cannot make a mistake in time that has not manifested. In other words, uh, every second, every minute that comes to you that is a new, the scripture says, new mercies I see. In other words, the next moment is untainted. You have never made a mistake in the next moment. You have never made a mistake in the next hour. And instead of you regretting the mistakes that you made in the past, let bygones be bygone. You have a new moment, a new week, a new month, a new season, a new year, and you could do anything with it. It comes to you one day at a time, and the next day, the next quarter, the next year has been untainted, and you can make this year a bestseller if you want to. You can make it as epic as you want it, as big as you want it. How far can you see? And it's predicated on the dreams that God gives you. And so this morning, this night, this afternoon, whenever you are viewing this teaching, I want to welcome you to an extraordinary era, one in which the overarching trends of convergence is AI with augmented reality. This is a transformative period and the transformative impact of that, of that is uh, the convergence along with emerging technology and what that convergence and emergence is having is even a greater impact and it's having an impact on commerce it's having an impact on uh, global economies it's having an impact on currencies it's having an impact on businesses it's having an impact on industries it's having an impact on government it's having an impact on individual lives but it is so overwhelming but when I I say overwhelming it's so overwhelmingly awesome every day I wake up I wake up and I say God this is an awesome period it's an awesome generation and I'm thankful that God has not left the church out of this equation God eludes in Matthew 24 37 to 39 that these are the days of Noah and those of you that have your scripture if you can go with me or your 
Bible to Matthew 24, 37 to 39. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to find that text. It says, but as in the, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and they were drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. In other words, he was so caught up in innovating uh, new technology that he totally ignored the activity of an anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-moral uh, world. He totally ignored the popular culture and what you have to do is understand that everybody has the right to do whatever they want the scripture says man does what's right in his own eye and what you have to do you have to put prophetic blinders on refuse to be a commentator of the things that's going on on the outside of you and begin to become a commentator on the things of uh, that God has placed on the inside of you Rather than having long conversations about what's wrong, begin to have a conversation with those that are assigned to help you to bring your dream to pass. Have a conversation with those that have the uh, uh, cognitive flexibility, that has the intellectual capacity. There are many people that don't have the flexibility because they are closed-minded. But I decree and declare, if you are an employer, I decree every individual that you have employed has the cognitive flexibility. They are not being hired by you with closed minds. They're going to have an open mind. In fact, I decree and declare that everyone that is working with you, assigned to you, whether you are an employer or a supervisor in someone else's uh, uh, business, whether you are an executive administrator, a part of a C sweet, uh, whether you are a supervisor, I decree and declare your entire professional team, I decree that they are open-minded individuals, that they never come to a meeting closed-minded, that they are not stuck, uh, hallelujah, just on hearing uh, the things that they want to do, but they understand everybody around them is contributing from their perspective, and can you imagine if everyone listens to everyone and puts it together like a piece of the puzzle how powerful your brand will be in the marketplace and I'm speaking to you that are scientists, you that are innovators, you that are government workers, I'm speaking to you that are educators I'm speaking to you that are even serving in church ministry and you are called to help the man or the woman of God to bring their vision to pass I decree and declare a Jabez anointing and mental is coming upon you right now that God is enlarging your territory and that you are not looking around you hallelujah as someone that is a duplicator I decree just like God gave Basilel and Elihab the anointing and the mental of innovators I decree and declare that the anointing of innovation is coming upon your team 
receive. I found out a long time ago, just from personal experience, that you do not go as far as your team, as your dream. You go as far as your team. And I decree an upgrading in the mindset, hallelujah, of your team, that they are creative and they are innovative in this season. Now, when, when we look at this generation, Again, we're looking at this generation as being like the days of Noah. And when we refer to those days, we are referring, we are not referring to the prevailing culture. We could sit all day and talk about who was drinking and who was carousing and who was involved in fornication. And we will miss the revelation of this particular text. It, it, this text is talking about what Noah was commissioned and assigned to accomplish, to innovate and to achieve within his lifestyle time in spite of the prevailing culture and it took focus it took conviction and it took faith for him to accomplish what he had, ne had never been created or innovated before and all of us in this generation and in this decade all of us are given us an assignment, we're given vision we're given dreams, things that we have to accomplish in order to see the plans of God for humanity manifested within our lifetime. We are all a part of the unfolding of God's plan for humanity. But sadly, many of us are paying more attention to what's going on on the outside of us until we are bored what is going on on the inside of us. The Bible says everything that we will ever do everything that we will ever accomplish everything that we will ever achieve is attached to a timetable I decree and declare that last season you might have missed some divine timetables but in this season in this year and in this decade you will no longer miss any more divine timetables Ecclesiastes 3 1 and 2 says to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven a time to be born and a time to die in other words everything and everyone has an expiration date just like for sure we have a birth date and I decree and declare between your birth date and your expiration date you are going to fulfill the assignment that God has given to you you are going to accomplish your dream you are going to live the life of your dream and God is going to give you the mental discipline to bring it to pass. When I look at scriptures, King Solomon developed a robust kingdom in his time on the earth. Don't think it is far too late or it is too late for you to begin to revisit your dream because it is not. This is what Solomon said in his, in his, in his wisdom in Ecclesiastes 9, 11 to 18. If you would go there with me, please. He said something that should be an encouragement to everyone listening to this message. And this is all about life mastery. 
When you have a dream, it helps you to bring a mastery into your life where you are mastering your time, where you are mastering your mind, where you are honing your skill, where you are polishing your gift to make the dream come to pass. The Bible said, that Solomon said in his wisdom, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet wishes, riches to man of understanding, nor yet favor to man of skill. So stop talking about you don't have this education and you dropped out of school. Stephen Jobs was a dropout, uh, uh, a Bill Gates was a drop out hallelujah it is not about just will and skill but it's about the anointing of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life he is the greatest empowerment specialist but he's also an enabler and the Bible says listen whether you have riches or not or understanding or not or favor or not stop talking about people that didn't help you and people that didn't like you you plus God is the majority the Bible said but time and chance happens to them all in other words we all get the same 24 hours and we all get a chance to succeed in life another word for chance is opportunity and each one of us are going to be given an opportunity and some of our opportunities will come in the midst of our greatest challenge the greatest world crises the greatest personal crises you've got to do more than just sit there and act as if you're a victim you are not a victim I realize that many people have come through horrendous things and are currently going through horrendous ordeal and if that is you today I want you to be encouraged because a problem squeezes potential out of you and a crisis is a divine announcement that God is getting ready to enable you and empower you to progress, enable you to be promoted. He's going to enable you to succeed. And so in the midst of this crisis, as difficult as it is, you may not be able to get yourself together emotionally because the, uh, the world and life has given you a rope-a-dope and you're down for the count, but I decree you are getting up and you are not going to get just get up you are going to get your rhythm back you are going to get your passion back and when this time and this season is through I decree and declare you are going to be the solution the world has been looking for the enemy will not fight you in the area that he does not fear you and I decree and declare that God is giving you the wisdom the Bible said wisdom is better than strength. In other words you can say even in the midst of your weakest moment when you want to give up and when darkness and depression have become your companion while you were there where you don't have the spiritual or emotional re reserve to pick yourself up I decree and declare God will give you the wisdom to put one step in front of the other and even if you don't 
know how you're going to make it through the next week or even the next day or even the next hour. I decree God is going to give you enough wisdom and enough strength to make it the next moment that you will live from minute to minute until God gives you a testimony and that testimony gives rise to the impetus whereby you are able to say I overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I decree that you are going to be able to say that wisdom is better than weapons of warfare. I decree and declare that in this season God is giving you wisdom. And when we look at Solomon Solomon was able to build an entire kingdom in his lifetime. But I was looking through history and I found out that Winston Churchill helped to end the war during his lifetime. He is the one that said, history shall be kind to me because I intend to write it. I decree and declare you don't have to write your history. You are going to be able to say, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me, my history and my my destiny has been already written and I decree and declare that you have been purpose built and you will be and begin to understand it is for this region reason it is for this time and it's for the challenges within your generation and I feel the anointing of God and I feel like I'm calling some dreamer out and some innovator out and some visionary out as I stand here I have a dream too. I dream of a world filled with innovators and visionaries and inventors and dreamers who push humanity forward and who, who influence other people to do the same. This is my dream. And I decree and declare you will be able to articulate your dream hallelujah in sound bites until it causes people around you to want to become a dream, not only enhancer, but a dream helper. And once again, I decree and declare that your dream helper is beginning to manifest in our generation, even in the generation, hallelujah, of Sir Winston Churchill. We are fighting so many wars. There's a war on drugs. There's a war on opiates. There's a war on poverty. There's a war, a war on crime. There's a war on human trafficking. There's a war on uh, cancer. There's a war on gerontological issues. There is a war on xenophobia. But whatever war you are fighting, I decree and declare that if God has called you to be a modern day Sir Winston Churchill, that you are building ministries, you are building nonprofit organizations, you are building research centers, you are building educational facilities to address the war I decree that you will stand up and become a general within the war one of the things that Sir Winston Churchill said what is the use of living if it be not to strive for noble causes and to make this muddled world a better place for those who will live in it after we are gone 
How else can we put ourselves in harmonious relation with the great verities and consolations of the infinitive and the eternal? And I avow my faith that we are marching towards better days. Humanity will not be cast down. We are going on swinging bravely forward along the Grand High Road and already behind the distant mountains is the promise of the sun. He further stated to each there comes in their lifetime a special moment when they are figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered the chance to do a very special thing unique to them and fitted to their talents. What a tragedy if that moment find them unprepared or unqualified for that which could have been their finest hour. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, this is not the era of individuals who believe that the world is going to go to hell in a basket. It is impossible. Why? Because these malevolent forces do not have the control, hallelujah, of this world. Uh, there was a saying that the only thing for evil to 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 reign is for good man to do nothing and I decree you are rising up to do something and one of the individuals I was thinking about that had a dream was Martin Luther King and he was used to deliver a people from Jim Crow law in his time he was the one that said darkness cannot drive out darkness only light can do that hate cannot drive out hate only light love can do that. He said the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. He these individuals are not the only ones that ignored the prevailing culture in order to dig on the inside of them to discover how God was going to use them as a solution to the problem. You've got Mother Teresa who helped the indigent in her time. Stephen Jobs that developed technology so that the average individual would not be intimidated by it. He put an eye in front of everything. iPhone, iPad, iTouch because he understood that he needed to move humanity forward and though he was a, a thought leader in the technological space but he touched the entire world and every industry was able to move forward because of Stephen Jobs. You've got Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou wrote poetry in her time. Rosa Parks refused to go to the back of the bus in their time. Steven Spielberg created blockbusting movies in his time. Oprah Winfrey, as a talk show host and network owner, she empowered women in her time. Tyler Perry created plays and movies in his time. T.D. Jake said, woman thou art loose, and he made music and movies in his time. Joseph changed the economic landscape of Egypt during his time. William Shakespeare wrote poetry in his time. In Hamlet, I remember the play Hamlet, the leading character Hamlet said to Horatio, he said, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, that are dreamt off in your philosophy. And finally, 
Finally, since we were talking about Noah, Noah was able to build an ark during his time. In other words, they had dreams of how we can do life differently and how we can live life differently. What dreams have God placed in your spirit? And when you look through history, you will find all these people mentioned and so much more. They were dreamers. And, 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 and what dreams have God given you? What dreams to build? What dreams to write? What dreams to resist? What dreams to sing? And it's going to take courage for you to believe God. And it's going to take faith for you to believe that he has called you to do something different. Why be a duplicator when you can be an innovator? And it's going to take a lot of courage. One of the things that William Shakespeare says, he said, when I got enough confidence, the stage was gone. When I was sure of losing, I won. When I needed people the most, they left me. When I learned to dry my tears, I found a shoulder to cry on. And when I mastered an art of hating, somebody started loving me. In other words, just because you're in this state, it doesn't mean that you're always going to be in that state. The time is going to come where the light is going to start rising like the dawning of the new day. And I decree that if there is a sunset, you will have, have the faith and understanding that it's just a matter of time before the sun rises again. And I decree and declare that no matter how dark it is for you, the sun is going to rise again. And as I look at this world, I'm filled with great faith in what it holds for all of us. There is little doubt in my mind that this decade will be filled with radical breakthroughs, with world-changing initiatives and discovery, that every major industry on our planet is about to be completely redefined because life on earth as we have come to know it has come to an end and is being reimagined by visionaries, thought leaders, innovators, and anyone creatively nimble and adventurous enough to believe that with God, all things are possible. This is a world filled with global opportunities that are going to be incredible. And it's not just for some of us, it's going to be for all of us. And God is posturing you and I to be used in miraculous way. You are the miracle that somebody is waiting for. Now, if you are a graduate, let me uh, just address you for a moment that if you are a graduating student in the decades to come, you will have to have enough intellectual bandwidth to, according to Elvin Tuffler, to learn, unlearn, and relearn. He said, and I quote, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. That means if you are going to succeed in the workforce, you will have to have the ability to analyze and synthesize information at a fast rate and, 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 and to quickly discard the old. That means that every believer, you have the mind of Christ. The Christ, the innovator who increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man and 
in this season, I decree and declare you are increasing in wisdom. You are increasing in stature. In other words, I decree and declare that you are operating from an elevated position of thought. I decree you are no longer thinking at a lower realm and operating in a inferior frequency that awards you the place amongst the clutter of the common who have accept mediocrity as the way of life but I decree that you are moving in a new realm of excellence that you are going to excel your yesterday's performance and you are going to excel your last year's performance and that is going to bring you into favor with men who have the ability to change your destiny. Your destiny is about to change. The scripture says, I have not seen, ear have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love the Lord. I want to know, do you love God? And if you love God, God is getting ready to blow your mind. Here's what I want you to do. If you are a graduating student and you're going to graduate in the next year or the next two years or in this decade, I decree that you will begin to pray the prayer of Jabez. Jabez prayed a prayer and asked God to enlarge his territory. In other words, he said, God, give me cognitive flexibility. Give me innovative skills. Give me critical thinking. Give me the ability to think outside of the box that this world has created for me. In other words, you are going to live without lids and limitation. When I look at scriptures, I think of Daniel, and Daniel was the quintessential interpreter of dreams. He had a dream, of course, but he was an interpreter of a dream, and the Bible said, in whom there was no blemish, but he was well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And I decree and declare in this season that you have moral and ethical uh, character and that you, 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 you are well favored, but you were also skillful in wisdom. I decree the wisdom of Solomon is coming upon you and is going to be made available upon demand. And it said in cunning knowledge, I decree that you will have understanding in different disciplines and you have understanding in, in science. Right now, I, I am a, a science buff and I like technology and that's my method meditation day and night where are we going and how can I empower the people of God and even this generation how can I empower them to become innovators and how can I get them involved in this great decade that we are in and it's fascinating to me what is going on with things such as nanotechnology and neurotechnology and green technology and fintech and all 
all of the technology that you could bring to the table, digital tech, it is, it is mind-blowing. And I'm saying, wow, how can I encourage God's people not just to be an observer? Listen, change is here. Change is not coming. Change is here. And if you change after the change, you're going to struggle. If you change with the change, you're going to succeed and thrive. But if you are the change agent, you're going to dominate. I decree that you have come into a decade of dominion. Where you were on the bottom, you're going to be on the top because God is going to give you a Jabez experience. One of the things that scripture talks about is he and his three colleagues that they stood before the king and all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them. He found, found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in the realm. And David and, and Daniel continued even unto the first year of King Cyrus. You've got to understand what that means because they were it had the uh, uh, cognitive flexibility. They were able to give their value added proposition not only to the sitting kings but four other kings that came and went. In other words, God made them indispensable. If you do not have the capability or the intellectual nimbleness for you to continue to learn, unlearn, and relearn, if you are not a lifelong learner, you are going to find out that in your profession, you are going to be obsolete. Take your telephones and start downloading books rather than downloading apps that uh, waste your time and you're playing Candy Crush or whatever they're playing today. I want to encourage you to use technology as a means and a method by which God has the ability to enlarge your capacity through information, through document, documentary um, um, a series. Instead of you spending your time and money on entertainment, I am charging you to spend and invest in yourself, in learning, and in information. The Bible said he was indispensable. I decree you are going to be indispensable at 50. You are going to be indispensable at 60. You are going to be indispensable at 70. Straight until your last breath, people are going to be calling on you. You will never know a day of unemployment unless you decide to retire. But there's nothing to retire to. So you might as well work. You know, you're either going to rust out or burn out. I'd rather burn out than rust out any single day. Use your time wisely. And here's a caveat for the millennials. Here's a caveat. For those that are going to be um, uh, uh, graduating, the graduating students, one of the things I've discovered that corporate hire people for their value and not for their degrees. So I ask you again, what is your value added proposition? What are you bringing to the table? And you've got to be deliberate in that. So from my perspective, the future looks bright. In my dreams, I said I see a world filled with dreamers and visionaries and 
innovators who push humanity forward and who inspire other individuals and who uh, uh, influence other individuals to do the same within their generation. It is a wonderful world because God created it. It is filled with abundance, abundance of opportunities for all of us that have a dream, dare to dream again. Now, this generation is going to be both a future that redefines what it means to be human and 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 and, and arguable arguably arguably the greatest display of uh, imagination innovation invention reinvention that is going to be rendered visible in terms of bringing uh, creative solutions that solve world problems. This is the generation and the era that we're living in. So the world has yet to see the believer rising up in power to do more than pray, but to rise up in power and might with these fantastic dreams and assignments that advances the kingdom and pushes humanity forward with the divine ideas whose time has come. The Bible says that God is an ideas generator. The scripture says, I know the thought I think towards you, thoughts of good, not of evil, to bring you to the expected end. That means that if he created you in his image and after his likeness, you are an ideas generating machine. In other words, uh, Victor Hugo said this, and he said it like this. Nothing is stronger than an idea whose time has come. Armies cannot stop an idea whose time has come. Nothing is as powerful as an idea whose time has come. There is one thing stronger than all the armies in the world, and that is an idea whose time has come. God has big ideas for this world, and we are the prophetic people who will experience both the Abrahamic and the Jabez encounter. In conclusion... Abraham was a man of faith. And what faith does, faith arrests the faculty of the mind and it harnesses the imagination. In Genesis 13, 14, and 15, the scripture said, And the Lord said unto Abraham, after a lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. God told Abraham, look with your eyes. So you see, a dream is given to you so that you can look with your eyes. And you can't look with someone else's eyes, and they cannot look with your eyes. The question is, how far can you see? And God said to Abraham, as far as you can see, that's what I'm going to give you. It's not about how people see your life unfolding. It's about how God shows you your life will unfold. Dreams help you to see your life from the eyes of faith. And faith helps you to look beyond where you are to where you have the potential to be. Faith is like a seeing eye dog to a blind man. How far can you see? Can you see your community moving forward because of your nonprofit organization, because of your faith-based initiatives? Can you see yourself amongst the best in your industry? 
if not the best? Can you see yourself as president of a CEO um, and CEO of a Fortune 500 company that you own? Can you see it going public? Can you see your brand being traded on the stock market as you, go, as you have an IPO? Can you see the products that you're producing as, as, as number one in the marketplace? Can you see your name on a building that you own? Can you see your name on lights at a theater that you are starring in? Can you see people's lives change because you empowered them, you influenced them? Can you see people healed of cancer? Can you see people healed of high blood, pre 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 high blood pressure? Can you see yourself just walking across the stage and delivering one of the most moving speeches that is recorded up there with all of the speeches like Martin Luther King and Lincoln and the Gettysburg Address? Can you see yourself delivering that kind of message? Can you see yourself with your diploma at the age of 60 or 70 walking across with 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, and 22-year-olds? Can you see the spouse of your dream? Can you see your children fulfilling God's original plan and purpose? Do you, can you, can you see yourself sitting like Jacob sat with his 12 sons and speaking God's plan for their lives in sound bites that they take seriously and they walk after? Can you see yourself writing one of the most compelling books that changes the way we do life? Can you see the sparkle in children's eyes as you teach them and educate, educate them? Can you see the uh, gratitude in uh, a gerontological patient when you tell them that you are going to be there and you are there right to the end of their life? Can you see your patient uh, and the eyes where they glitter, where you say you are disease-free because you had a dream of a medical breakthrough. Can you imagine the possibilities? When we talk about dreaming, we talk about men and women living in a realm of faith. And faith helps you to do the unthinkable, to believe for the impossible, and then manifest the most incredible things within your lifetime. Faith is a supernatural highway that connects you to the realm of possibilities, to the realm of miracles, to the realm of breakthroughs. And how does God cause you to have that level of faith? He causes you to have that level of faith by giving you a dream. God bless you. Our Father God, we give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you for this time that we have shared. And we pray, Father, that everyone that hears this message will dream again that they would know that dreamers were first considered crazy, but here's to the crazy ones. Those that went before us, and those that are living now, and those that are in our future. In the words of Stephen Jobs, he said, we are like square pegs in a round hole. I decree and declare we will not try to fit ourselves amongst the status quo. Those that have no vision for their lives, those that accept life as it is, but those that push humanity forward, the crazy ones. I pray, Father, that men may call us crazy, but like Joseph and his brothers, one day 
our brothers, our community, our government, our profession, our nation is going to need the manifestation of a dream to, to survive. I release the anointing of Jabez and I pray that you would enlarge our intellectual territory. Give us cognitive flexibility. Give us creative thoughts and inventions. Give us sparks of creative intelligence and peer it with wisdom so that, Father, we are able to say we have the mind of Christ, that history will be kind to us because you have already written it. We bless each hearer in Jesus' name. Amen. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.